Listen to that. We have music. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Can you feel it? We have music. It's not a metronome sound. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Sunset and Larrabee. Look, it's only been three months. Uh, and for me, in terms of production, that's pretty good. So uh, maybe let's not call it episode two. Maybe let's just call it a reboot already. Um, like I heard that the Twilight movies are being rebooted. Already, after 10 years. Um, welcome, I'm Gillian. I am your host, if you don't remember for last time, which seems like it was last millennium. Uh, and we're going to talk um, a lot of things pop culture, mostly movies today. Um, if you don't know what we're all about, that's what it is. So let's not beat around the bush. Um, I've got my Captain America coffee mug in front of me and I am ready to go. Um, so let's jump in. Movies. Uh, what I want to talk about first and what I will probably try and do each ep is talk about trailers. I love trailers. I love me a bit of trailerage. I have some friends who will remain nameless, Katie, who when we go to the movies go, oh, look, we've got 15 minutes. It doesn't matter if we're late. No, it does. It does. I need to see those trailers. I need to know what's going on and coming up in the world of film. It's been like that since I was four years old, so we're talking 35 years now. That ain't going to change. So let's have a look at some trailers that have come out recently. Um, and let's go straight to the mega corporation of them all, Disney. Uh, Disney's Aladdin live action trailer dropped this week. Did you see it? Did you like it? As with all trailers, it didn't give much away. The feel of the animated classic was still there. In fact, uh, quite a lot of CGI. Um, as was going to be anticipated. But we did get a glimpse of Iago flying high above the town. Um, we got the diamond in the rough reference come out, and then at the very end we see Mena Masoud. I've said that all wrong. I'm going to try it again. Mena Masoud as Aladdin. Pick up the genie's lamp, which contains... Not Robin Williams, may his soul rest forever in peace, but the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, should be interesting to see what they do with him. Um, I am looking forward to this. I remember taking my little brother, who was, I believe, five at the time when Aladdin came out. He absolutely loved it. I remember his little face looking up at the screen like he'd never seen anything so fantastic before. And the whole production design of the original cartoon, those blues, those purples, they're all still there. In this trailer, um, for me as an adult, which apparently I am, directed by Guy Ritchie. Um, he is a divisive director, to say the very least. I am on the side of love everything he touches. Thought King Arthur was one of the best things that came out uh, in the year that it was. Was it last year or the year before? They all just run into one. Um, so I am looking forward to seeing uh, Guy Ritchie's street rat type of uh, interpretation a little bit. Oi, oi, how you going, Governor? Take on Aladdin. I actually think that's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, the Aladdin teaser trailer, fantastic stuff. Can't wait for it to come out. 
Um, another Disney, Disney has actually put their releases out for next year. So we had Dumbo, Aladdin, Lion King and Toy Story 4, which is all very exciting. But I do want to talk about Dumbo. Um, the d teaser trailer for Dumbo came out, I believe, when we dropped the first episode of this. So we're, we're looking at June. Um, it looks fantastic. He looks like Dumbo. Um, Dumbo was, I believe, the second movie that I saw. Um, I believe Song of the South, which is very problematic in this day and age, uh, was the first film that I, I ever went and saw. But I still have very vague memory uh, of, of seeing Dumbo, uh, especially the baby mind scene and cuddling into mum going, this is sad, why is his mum being taken away? So I am thoroughly looking forward to this. I think it looks great. Good cast. Top cast. With the likes of Michael Keaton and Danny DeVito and uh, the hot, hot, hot Colin Farrell uh, in another children's movie. I actually really liked him in Finding Mr. Banks. Thought he was fantastic. Um, so great to see him again. Also, Eva Green. Don't have much to say on her. But it's Eva Green. Um, looks like a fantastic cast. Uh, production values look great. Of course, it's Disney. Hey, they got the money. Let's do it. So that's the uh, the trailers for Dumbo and Aladdin. Uh, moving on to something not so Disney, but still very much in the ballpark. Um, we're getting a new Transformers movie in December. Um, I've seen a few of the trailers now. I absolutely love them and I'm very excited, not the least because Rick Astley is featured in them, um, but I'm talking Bumblebee. We're getting a Bumblebee, I suppose it's an origin story, um, which is weird because it uh, doesn't really take place uh, in space where they're from. It's more his Earth origin stories. Um, Haley Steinfeld. I hope I've said that right. Feld Field. Let's find out. It's Feld. It's Haley Steinfeld. I said it correctly. Um, is our, uh, I suppose, <laughs> um, Shia LaBeouf kind of drop-in for this. However, I'm looking far more forward to her performance than I was from Shia LaBeouf's. Um, it's very Michael Bay-centric, so it fits in with the scheme of things with the Transformers films, yet not directed by Michael Bay, so probably less patriotic <laughs> to the American people. Um, Armageddon was one of those films where I thought I had to stand up and sing the American National Anthem. He's very good with his, uh, his imagery when it comes to, um, to America. Um, so Bumblebee, looking forward to that. It's set in 1987. Win. That's a big tick in my book, anyone who knows me. Um, John Cena is in it, because why not? John Cena is in everything at the moment. Um, he's fine. I don't mind him. I really liked him in Trainwrecked, actually. Not a great film, and I love Bill Hader. Um, but if you do get to see it, uh, John Cena's performance is, is pretty good in that. So Bumblebee is coming out December. It's our Christmas movie, um, again, very much family film by the looks of it uh, and carries on where the rest of the Transformers movies left off. Uh, my favourite one was the one where Spock went crazy and Spock actually did go crazy. Uh, 
Um, so that's Bumblebee. Looking forward to that. The other one, which is coming out, and it's very, very soon, and I've seen two trailers for it. The early reviews aren't great, but I don't even care. It's Halloween. So it's not a reboot. It's almost a direct sequel from the first, which is strange because Halloween 2 was a direct sequel. So if anything, this would be Halloween 3, but then you do have to forget Halloween H2O, which also starred Jamie Lee Curtis uh, in the scheme of things, and then all the other Halloweens. Um, Halloween oh, 4, I want to say 4, was the first time I ever laid my eyes on Paul Rudd and it was love at first sight and it's continued to this day and I'm so glad that he has carved himself a career as the lovable funny guy uh, instead of the hunky heartthrob which is what they were going for. I mean he's gorgeous, don't get me wrong, a stunning man to look at but uh, his comic talents are um, fantastic and very underused in his early career because of that gorgeous face of his um so halloween let's call it three halloween the next generation halloween deep space nine whatever you want to call it it's out uh, very very soon i am going to see a double feature at my local cinema i'm seeing the 1978 halloween uh, and then I'm going to see the 2018 Halloween. I'm very excited. So it picks up, you guessed it, 40 years after the events of the first one. We're back in Haddonfield and we're back with Laurie Strode. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis looks fantastic. I think she looks great. Um, I like the whole feel of it. It's very John Carpenter-ish and he seems to have given it the thumbs up. But then he kind of, you know turns on a dime really he doesn't know if he likes it one day or if he does the next um it looks like it's very true to the original um i don't know i am concerned where the h2o thing kind of fits in are we now supposed to forget about that even though josh hartnett we can ever forget about josh hartnett ladies and gentlemen um she looks she looks great. Um, her Judy Greer is in it as her daughter. We have Will Patton, who I love, um, as who seems to be the sheriff of the town. Um, the opening scene of the trailer is <laughs> it's in a psych ward uh, out in the yard, and uh, we have researchers and um, investigative journalists wanting to talk to Michael, obviously about what happened. Uh, so they kind of taunt him with the mask. Um, don't think if you've done your research that's a great idea um <laughs> maybe a little bit of believability there kind of and street cred gone down but um he does look truly frightening um i love that the mask is weathered from 40 years it's it's just not the same old halloween thing that he pulls on uh, very excited to see where it goes um somewhat i read somewhere um on the internet because everyone is on the internet just like everyone's on a podcast uh, that it is an inferior H2O, which I didn't like at all. Um, but I, I'm still, I'm still very excited. And speaking of Halloween's, just as like because it is that month, it's October. It's my favourite month of the year. We get Halloween um, on the 31st. Um, go back and revisit the Rob Zombie Halloweens. Um, I loved them. I thought he did a really good job um, of reimagining it, reimagining it, especially. Um, for that type of culture, the culture that kind of grew up and became passionate about the slasher movie. Um, 
horror movies are a little bit of a, a, a hobby of mine. I like to watch them. I like to pull them apart. I like to analyse them. Um, and I think Rob Zombie gets kind of a bad rap uh, with his Halloween, his, his Halloween, his Halloweens. Um, so go and watch them again. But, yes, Halloween 2018 out in cinemas here very, very soon indeed next week. As a matter of fact, I believe so. The twenty fourth, I want to say, of October. Uh, looking forward to that. Now, onto movies proper. So I had way back when on my next episode list, I was going to talk about the trailer for Good Times. It's not Good Times. It's Bad Times. Bad Times at the El Royale. Um, the trailer was fantastic. It was everything it needed to be. It was quick. Got you in. Stylish. Um, and I was really looking forward to it. Oh, also had a topless Chris Hemsworth dancing. <laughs> Who doesn't want to go see that? Um, so I was very, very excited for it. Got to see it the other day as it is now out in the cinemas. Yes, that's right. That's how long it's been since I've done this. It was a good flick. Solid flick. I would probably give it, oh, three and a half popcorn containers out of five. They're full popcorn containers too, by the way. I'm not just giving out empty popcorn containers because that doesn't help anyone. Um, it was good. Um, loved the production design. Loved the whole colouring of the mise-en-scene. Um, those really bold 60s colours when it was set came out. I understood everything Jeff Bridges said and that never happens. <laughs> um, and all the performances were really, really good. Standout performances for me were John Hamm, uh, and I would really like to see more of him in this this type of film. He's he's done a bit of the um, duplicitous guy before, uh, a little bit of the bad guy, but um, I don't want to give too much away if you haven't seen it, but this role that he was in, sincere straight down the line played it like a pro but he was really engaging like he probably was the thing that got you into the film more than um jeff bridge's character um really really very good um the standout for me was cynthia Irvio was darlene sweet she was brilliant um she was everything uh <laughs> that this character needed to be and more um, also, hurrah for seeing Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman, <laughs> doing something completely different. Um, but also Lewis Pullman, son of Bill Pullman, uh, who was the president of the United States in Independence Day and also um, the stupidest man in the world in Ruthless People. Great 1980s film. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. One of his first performances. He is quite the dweeb. Uh, fantastic. Um, so they, they were my standout performances. Um, Drew Goddard wrote and directed this. I believe it was kind of his, I won't say follow-up, but um, kind of in the same vein of Cabin in the Woods, there's always that kind of twist on a genre. Um I don't think it was as blatant as Cabin in the Woods, which I liked but wasn't a huge fan of. This uh, I liked a lot more. Um, Chris Hemsworth as the Charles Manson-esque cult leader, Billy Lee. He looked good, not going to lie. Looked fantastic. Also, didn't mind his accent. 
better than his Thor accent. Um, but he just didn't pull it off for me. There has to be, uh, uh, for anyone who follows this type of person, there needs to be kind of a, a crazy intensity that kind of pulls you in. Uh, and to me, he just didn't have it. He didn't have that threatening persona uh, that the character needed personally. Um, it was long um, for a movie that wasn't very long. It, it was drawn out in places and it kind of reminded me of a, uh, a, a if Tarantino and Wes Anderson got together and put a, a film together um, in, in that vein. You got everyone's backstory and vignettes uh, for everyone's, for all the rooms that they were in. Um, but solid film, really enjoyed it. And I haven't actually gone to a movie where I haven't really known much about lately and just, just enjoyed it. Um, so that's Bad Times at the El Royale, uh, three and a half popcorns out of five um, in cinemas now. Um, go and check it out for yourself and see what you think. The next movie I do want to talk about is something that I was looking forward to for one reason and one reason alone, uh, and that's Tom Hardy. Uh, <laughs> Venom. So Venom is, I'm going to get this wrong, but let me say it anyway. I'm sure all of you uh, pop culture aficionados will correct where it needs to be. Um, the first in Sony's Marvel Universe. Whether they cross over with the MCU, who knows? Um, but after watching this, oh, my God, do I want Eddie Brock and Peter Parker to get together for some, you know, downtime. Um I absolutely loved this film. Four and a half popcorns, straight out the gate. Um, Tom Hardy was, as Tom Hardy is, brilliant. Um, I love him. He's gorgeous um, and he has an amazing intensity on screen, which is the roles that he's played. When you look at things like Gorgeous George in Rock and Roller, um, you look at Ricky, oh, I forget his last name, in Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, um, Peaky Blinders, Taboo, the TV series that he kind of produced and put together, written by his dad. He's got that unbelievable male energy of Mad Max. You could list everything that he's done, Child 44, um, so to see him a little bit more, I'll say, relaxed and comic um, was such a delight and he pulled it off so well, so, so well. Um, the film really does belong to him. Um, I love the script. I know a few people I've spoken to said, oh, I've got a few problems with the script. I loved it. I think it was what it needed to be to get us in to this type of uh world um that sony now want to kind of you know build upon i believe we're getting jared leto's morbius living vampire is the next one um which hey pfft, jared leto let's go well done sony um it was fantastic it was so much fun venom to me looked like venom i didn't have any issues with it um with the actual character creation I loved the fight at the end, which kind of really did recreate some great scenes from the comics, if you're fans of those. Uh, I think the only letdown for me, and why I'm giving it a 0.5 um, down, is the rest of the cast. Michelle Williams, obviously she did a fantastic turn in Manchester by the Sea, but um, 
I don't know. She just didn't. She just didn't seem like Eddie Brock's girlfriend to me. It, I didn't believe that that was a relationship that would happen. I thought she was kind of flat. Likewise, um, Riz Ahmed as um, Carlton Drake, who was like a Tony Stark meets Elon Musk esque character, but without any of the charisma. Um, Again, I just, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, Eddie needed someone a little bit stronger to play off um, and that didn't happen. Um, and then we had Jenny Slate, best known for her comedy work as John Ralphio's sister in Parks and Rec. Um, she started to get a little bit more into more dramatic roles now. She did Gifted with Chris Evans. Um, I saw her in, oh, that Netflix film with Chloe Grace Moritz about the girl. Brain on fire. That was what it is. Um, based on a true story about a girl who had this, um, girl, young woman I should say, who had this illness that um, was killing her and no one could work out what it was. Fantastic film. Um, fantastic story, actually. I read the the book that it was based on. Um, and, yeah, so Jenny Slate, she was great in, in that. Um, I just didn't buy her in this role. Um, everything seemed like it was building up for her to, to take on a bit more of a, a, a comic um, foil to Eddie and it just it never happened it, it very much was Tom Hardy's movie he, he kind of um, uh, outshone a lot of the other people though I will give this Reed Scott who played Dr. Dan Lewis um, people might know him as Dan Egan from Veep uh, fantastic he was great. Um, if there was a movie that was literally just Eddie and Dan, I would sit down and watch that. Um, the, oh, I won't say post-credit scene, mid-credit scene, um, to me was also very encouraging, especially for the person um, and character that they show and the person that could be playing that character. I was like, yes, solid, good, good. We've set the tone. Let's follow through. So I loved Venom. Uh, a lot of critics are hating it. Um, one of them it gave the best heading I've ever heard. It was the worst superhero movie of the year and the best buddy comedy. And I can't say that I don't disagree with that, but as a superhero movie, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and I think that's what we forget. We were so invested in people's emotions now, you know, three quarters of the cast of Infinity War evaporated at the end and we all cried in our seats. I cried. I'm not going to lie. I cried. And I was ready for Cap to go and he didn't. Um, so just to sit back and have fun with these movies, which is really what they should be, um, is fantastic. So big thumbs up, four and a half popcorns for Venom. Let's very quickly talk about some TV. Um... Now, this one I wrote, and I did watch again three months ago, but it was cancelled, and uh, I'm really upset that it was cancelled, um, so I got to watch, uh, binge watch like the first first and only season, and it's a little TV show, and we're going to move from Marvel to DC now, called Powerless. So it's set within the DC universe, um, though not the DCEU, Uh <laughs> And it stars Vanessa Hudgens as Emily Locke, um, a young lady who lands her dream job as Director of Research and Development for Wayne Security, yes, that Wayne Security, in Charm City. So not Gotham City, but Charm City. 
Uh, and Wayne Security, which is a division of Wayne Enterprises, um, as headed by good old Bruce, um, <laughs> is headed by <laughs> Bruce's cousin Van, Van Wayne, played by the irrepressible Alan Tiddick. This man is gold in whatever role he plays, whether it was uh, Gunther, um, the German sex addict in 28 Days with Sandra Bullock, um, whether it was in Transformers as the <laughs> former assassin, now personal assistant, um, A Knight's Tale with Heath Ledger. He is, oh, Tucker and Dale take on evil. He's just fantastic. Um, he drives the show. But that being said, all the performances are just nice. Um, they're solid and they're lots of fun. So as I said, we have Vanessa Hudgens of um, High School Musical fame um, playing Emily. We've got Danny Pudi, who we all know from Community, um, who, very different role for him, and it was good not to like him. <laughs> um, I loved him in Community. Um, I didn't like him so much in this. Um, and then we have Christina Kirk, and Ron Funches, I probably said that wrong. Um, it's such an ensemble cast. Everyone is strong. It's great. Um, the production values, they're not fantastic. It's its very TV, superheroes for TV, but it plays into that, absolutely. Um, they tackle some uh, topical situations very comically, things like Me Too. Um, have their own little kind of uh, talk on that and kind of push that home. Um, but it was fun. And so when it was cancelled, I was like, oh, that's really sad. So uh, at the moment, I know it's playing on, um, oh, what is it called? It's Channel 7, Australian listeners, 7 Plus, um, which is like their um, iPlayer. So 7 Plus, have a watch. It's lots of fun. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, the other thing that I watched, and I literally binged this last night on Netflix, and I still can't decide whether it's good <laughs> or not, but it's called The Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. It has everything that I like. It has puppets. It has gothic tendencies. It's got a handsome leading man. Uh, it has cakes and chocolate and lots of it. Um, but I don't know if it works. So let's have a look. There we go. So the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell uh, is based around the unbelievable talent of a fantastic baker actually called Christine McConnell. Um, and she shows you how to make unbelievable <laughs> gothic style goods so candied apples that look like skulls um little chocolate spiders um the first episode she shows you how to make a peanut butter pretzel and chocolate bone which actually looks like a proper bone uh, off a leg unbelievable um so i'm not questioning her baking skill at all she's beautiful um, dresses ever so lovely um, and reminded me a little bit of Dita Von Teese, who then ended up in the show as one of the characters, Vivian the Ghost, um, which was fantastic for me. 
She lives in a very haunted uh, type of gothic mansion with Rosie, the roadkill, who she brought back to life, uh, who has a fork for a hand, so she's constantly eating. There's Rankles, um, the mummified Egyptian cat who's been uh, brought back to life, and then Edgar, who we think is a werewolf, may not be a werewolf, but all we know is that he's allowed to eat flesh. Um, the puppetry is... Um, Look is uh, sorry taken care of by Brian Henson as an executive producer, and it's under the Ha Entertainment um, logo, which is Henson Alternative, who also was responsible for the Happy Time Murders. <laughs> if anyone saw that, um, I did see that. Look, it wasn't as bad as I was I- intending it to be. Um, so it all can seem like quite fun and and nice and and a little bit uh, family friendly but there are some, there are some pretty adult content involved it's weird it's kind of like if mr rogers neighborhood kind of met up with puppet master <laughs> if anyone's seen that i'm not sure if the format works for the humor that they're going for uh, and it's never anything that that Christine kind of portrays herself it's it's all left to the the puppets to kind of make it crass and whatever it's kind of like if the fraggles became meth heads uh, <laughs> uh, went to a deed of show and started baking at the great British bake-off it's weird it's all it's all very um yeah it's strange I'm not sure um but it was enticing viewing and seeing what she makes. She's made a she made a gingerbread gothic mansion. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! The talent of this woman is amazing. Um, so check that out. That's on Netflix now. It's the Curious Creations of Christine McConnell. If there's a season two, I know that I'll watch it, but I'm still not a hundred percent sure if it works as a format. But fun for the Halloween season. Um, so that's my movies, that's my TV. I have no musical fashion to talk about. Um, I did have a bit of gossip, but this is from three months ago, so probably everyone knows it. Sherlock Holmes 3, uh, speaking of Guy Ritchie earlier with Aladdin, Sherlock Holmes 3 is, um, going ahead. Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. are both like, yep, we're going to do it. Um, so I will be looking forward to that, uh, as the first Sherlock Holmes is one of my favourite films. And introduce me to my first husband. <laughs> um, I'll leave that for you to decide for who it is. Um, so, Sherlock Holmes Street, awesome. So, let's talk about the unbelievable deaths that we've had in the last three months. The people from um, the entertainment industry that we've lost. few of them might, you might go, I don't know these people, but they actually mean a bit to me. Um, and I'm going to start with Tab Hunter. Tab Hunter died uh, 11th of, sorry, the 8th of July, I should say, uh, this year. He was actually born on the 11th of July, so he just uh, missed out on a birthday. Um, So he died the 8th of July, 2018, and Tab Hunter was, the only word you can use to describe Tab Hunter was heartthrob. He was um, a heartthrob from films in the 1950s and 60s. This man, even in his older age, was possibly the most handsome man you have ever seen in your life. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. Uh, And also um, one of the first, um, I won't say scandal, but probably gossip-mongered 
talked about um, Tab was gay, so back in the 50s and 60s when he wasn't dating women and he was in a relationship with a man, um, that was talked about scandalously. Um, but uh, he was just a beautiful, beautiful human being, um, inside and out. Um, but to me, why it was such a shame is that one of my favourite movies from childhood was um, <laughs> the box office bomb that was Grease 2. Um, if you don't know that, it stars very young Michelle Pfeiffer being absolutely fantastic. Um, but he will always be Mr. Stewart in that fantastic song, Reproduction, where I learn all about where babies come from. Um, thank you, Grease 2, for my education. Probably why I am childless to this day. Um, but he was gorgeous. He was so funny in that movie. And because uh, I grew up watching it, um, uh, my heart goes out to him and his family. So we lost Tab Hunter, ladies and gentlemen. Um, also, he made a bit of a comeback in the 1980s, did a few John Waters films. So uh, check them out if you can. Gorgeous, gorgeous human being. Um, Neil Simon, the playwright. Um, I was lucky enough to direct the odd couple female version that he wrote, which is actually much funnier than the odd couple male version, which he also wrote. Um, and I was also in Sweet Charity, which he did the, the book for. Um, just a funny, funny man. Um, really understood that whole New York, Brooklyn sense of humour. Um, he will be missed. Uh, his work uh, spans about five decades. Um, so I will miss him. Uh, one of the things that got me into movies and Hollywood and kind of loving all that, besides my mum and her encyclopedic knowledge of everything, uh, was a little TV show in the 1980s called Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Now, if anyone has seen this, it was kind of a precursor to Cribs from MTV, uh, but done it in a much more uh, spectacular way, less teeny bopper, more very much... Um, very much aimed at like a middle-aged audience and uh, it was narrated by an amazing Englishman called Robin Leach. He has one of the most distinctive voices in the entertainment industry. Look him up. Um, you've probably heard him on numerous movies as he always used to parody himself and, and that type of show. Uh, we lost Robin Leach too within the last couple of months. Um, so a big part of my childhood they're gone as well. Um, Gary Beach, the Broadway, um, so a little bit not Hollywood now, but um, I'm very much into plays and musicals. <laughs> it's kind of my life. Um, Gary Beach, who was Roger Debris in The Producers and was the original Lumiere in Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Um, we lost him as well, which is very sad. Um, Scott Wilson. Uh, Scott Wilson, people will know from The Walking Dead. Um he was a series regular, but to me, um, he will always be from the 1967 film In Cold Blood, which is based on the Carter family murders uh, and the book by Truman Capote. Um, brilliant actor, very underrated. He's been in a million other things too, but I remember watching that show, uh, watching that movie when I was quite young and it having quite a big impact on me. Um, so it's sad to say that we've lost him. Uh, then, of course, we lost Queen Aretha. Queen Aretha Franklin, they had a viewing, they had tribute concerts, uh, an amazing voice, uh, an amazing woman, um, and her contribution to the music industry will be forever missed. I don't think 
there's a voice like it out there. Beyonce is very good, but I don't think she's an Aretha. I don't. I don't think we have that style of voice anymore either, which is really, which is really sad. Um, she is the queen of Motown, um, kind of one of the last, the last ones standing. And I still got Smokey Robinson out there, um, so she will be very missed. But the one for me that broke my heart um, is the one and only Burt Reynolds. This man was unstoppable. <laughs> Um, a career that lasted from the 1950s through to I think he wrapped up on a movie at the beginning of this year. Um, he was going to be in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Not sure whether he's actually filmed and he got to film any of his scenes. But um, the the man himself has, has left us, unfortunately, but has left amazing uh, movies in his wake for us to look at. Um, I can't say more fervently how much I loved his performance in Boogie Nights. Um, he actually made that film for me. Um, great. I mean, it was a great film. It was fantastically directed. Um, but, yeah, he, he really drove it. He had this gravitas. Um, he had a bit part in a movie called uh, The Player um, from the late 80s, early 90s, um, starring Tim Robbins, which is about the Hollywood Hollywood studio system he played himself he was in it for like three seconds but oh my god like he just commanded the screen um I watched Smokey and the Bandit uh, in tribute the other day and it's a problematic film <laughs> on many levels but he is so charming uh and just very very good at what he does but my all-time favorite is him as sheriff in best little whorehouse in Texas if you ever want to watch that, it is where the song I Will Always Love You comes from, uh, written by Dolly Parton. She sings it to him. Um, and he does sing with Dolly Parton as well. Have a look at it. Look it up. Great musical, great film, very underrated. Also stars uh, Jim Neighbors, <laughs> who played Gomer Pyle. Um, so we lost Bert. Bert's gone. Um, so that's a lot of people. Um, hopefully uh, next week I won't have anyone to report, you know, fingers crossed, uh, everything uh, everything goes to plan. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to try and be a little bit more consistent with these. Um, let us know what you think. Um, you can always just drop us a comment on the Facebook page. I should have an Instagram and Twitter up by the end of the week. Um, all things, uh, fingers crossed, all things going to plan. Thanks so much for listening. And just remember, don't be a fucking casual and we will deep fry your kebab. Bye.